Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Lamar Jackson, who we all presume is going to win his second MVP award. The only question really seems to be, will he win it unanimously? Uh, But the last time, of course, that he won it unanimously, Rob, uh, they went out very meekly in the playoffs. They lost to the Tennessee Titans as the first seed. Number one seed had the bye and all of that. And Lamar Jackson, Rob, the playoffs have not been kind to him, to say the least. He's one in three, but that doesn't really sum up, just to keep it real, how bad he's been in the playoffs. Um, and so here's the deal. He's won 58 games in the regular season, which is more than any other quarterback his age. He's 27. What is he, 26? 26 years old. Um, let me check on his age before we go further. He's 20. just turned 27 10 days ago. So he's 27 years old. One more regular season games than any quarterback his age. That includes, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who sat out his first year. And yet, the only quarterback to win more than 50 games in his first six seasons and have fewer postseason wins, Rob, than Lamar is Andy Dalton. Lamar's one in three. Andy Dalton's 0 and 4. And it's not just, oh, you know, teams lose. It's a team game. Lamar's thrown four touchdowns and or has four total touchdowns, passing and running, seven turnovers in those four playoff games. And in the regular season, Rob, Lamar's QBR 65. It's the seventh best in the NFL since he joined the league in 2018. In the playoffs, his QBR is 41.5, second worst among quarterbacks with multiple playoff starts over that span. And um, he's only ahead of Mitchell Trubisky, and we all know what Trubisky is. So, Rob, I think Lamar 
Look, if he loses to, say, Kansas City or maybe even Buffalo in the conference championship but plays fairly well, he doesn't even have to be spectacular. I don't know that he'll get criticized. But if he loses this game to a rookie quarterback, the Houston Texans and the C.J. Stroud, who's fantastic, Rob, he's going to get really uh, criticized publicly. And for the time being, people will say, well, yeah, he's great in the regular season. But whether they think it's his style of play or whatever the reason, they will say, we want to see it in the playoffs. Until then, we're not impressed. Yeah, we've heard that before. And there was a guy that people talked about who wound up with two Super Bowls and couldn't win in the playoffs, and he was the best regular season quarterback and five MVPs and all that. Yep. So we have seen this before. This is not Peyton Manning is that guy who people just – and he finished his postseason career, Chris, I believe. I don't have it in front of me, but a game under 500, I, I want to say like – Peyton Manning, Rob, playoff record, right? 14 and 13. Okay, so one But over. he only got above 500 when he went to Denver. Right, but I'm just saying Indy, that was he what was, he was. But that's well what, under. but that's, but that's what he said. What people said it, about him as well yeah. in Denver. And I'm he just was saying five and three. So that means he was nine and ten when he left Indianapolis, which is probably what you were thinking about. And, yeah. and Rob, let's keep it real. He's got two Super Bowls. The second one they won, kind of in spite of him. Yeah, I mean, but he, he won one. But he won one, team. and that's that's ultimately like when you have when you're such a talent. You want to believe that a guy can win at least one championship. I mean, I, you know how hard him, it is. The two does uh, help. Him. Oh yeah, the, and the two, the two and the two, two does really. And and really and he played. And remember, he got benched that year and didn't play yeah. that great. I don't think he had more than a hundred yards or right at a hundred yards that game. Uh, he was like the tin man. But but the point is, I think this is a, by far this is that moment for Lamar that I'm looking at because I, I I picked them I I picked them before the year started, Chris. To get to the Super Bowl, I like their team. I like Lamar. I picked them to be MVP. All those things, and they checked all the boxes. They've beaten all the good teams. They've played well, so there's no excuses. They're healthy. They got everything they need to do it, so this is the year for me. Well, I'll really take a look and say, okay, what kind of guy is Lamar? And I'm confident going in the way that they've played. That game, and I know it was just one game, but that game in San Francisco to me was one of those moments for me. And looking at it, it wasn't a playoff game, Chris, obviously. But it felt like there was something on the line. The MVP was on the line. The way people look at the Ravens was on the line. And and Lamar flying cross country, playing a team that was on par with them. And some people thought it was the best team in the NFL. You know, like, I thought that was a moment. and. Yeah. And 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 he 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 uh, performed with flying colors in that moment, and that is the confidence from that game I have about Lamar going into the postseason. Rob, he, he, as great as he was or good as he was in that game, he was spec. His better game was Miami. Miami when they beat him fifty six nineteen. Remember that game, if I remember correctly, wasn't that for the number one seed or number one seed was on the yeah. line? Yeah, no, that was he a great five game. But touchdowns and a perfect passer rating. Yeah, he only that had was two great, touchdowns but, but against you, San Francisco. I know, but that was still a big game. I just, oh, I just thought, course. I thought, one I thought many. that's where, I thought that was the one where he got the MVP. Like, 
people were like, okay, well, this guy's the MVP. It, because it was a combination of him playing well yep. and Brock Purdy really struggling. I think Purdy might have entered that game as the number one guy as far as the odds for MVP. But, yeah, the bottom line is Lamar was great. And, Rob, they, they, beat, they beat every good team you placed in front of them. They beat Miami. They beat the Niners. And they beat them soundly. They beat Cleveland. Uh, they beat Houston, who they play this weekend. Beat them by 16 points. Now, granted, that was opening weekend, so that was Houston's first game. But, you know, they did beat them. And Lamar said himself after that game, he was rusty. Rob, they beat the Rams. They beat Jacksonville. They beat, they beat everybody. Who, right. Like, yeah. So, all of that, though, speaks to why there's really no reason for the Ravens not to at least win this game. Now, again, is Kansas City going to flip the switch? I thought they played well against Miami. It's what I expected. Um, I wasn't overly, like, what they did and what Buffalo did to Pittsburgh didn't change my mind about either team. I expected them to beat those two teams pretty solidly. Um, But, obviously, those are good teams, and if Baltimore meets them in the conference championship and loses. I, I, I'm i with you, Rob. I picked them to get to the Super Bowl, and now I've picked them to win it. You picked them to win it in the preseason. Yeah. Um, I like that but, team. I think they got everything, Chris, that you need, uh, and they're healthy. I mean, what is not to like? They have a good defense. And they and, but, they but hold run up, the football. Hold up. Part, of, part of the greatness of Lamar this year, Rob, and I think something that is indeed baked into his MVP argument is that they weren't healthy. He lost his two top running backs, starting with J.K. Dobbins. Mm -hmm. He lost his, you know, all-pro or Pro Bowl tight end, Mark Andrews. His favorite target, his security blanket, they called him. And yet, that was a big loss. Yeah, and he still kept moving, and they didn't miss a beat. And so I think that's a big part of why he's also, you know, looks like he's going to win the MVP award. But, yeah, um, it's big for him. He's got to go out and get it done. And so it's a huge game. And I'm with you. I think he will get it done. But it's a lot on the line. And if he doesn't get it done, he will likely be – not likely. I I will say this, though. I I, I agree with that. But Josh Allen, this this is – because that team in this window is closed. If they don't beat Kansas City. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. A podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We can talk a little Dak later too, but let's start with the news that just broke that Mike McCarthy will not be fired as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, let me kind of set the set the stage. McCarthy, uh, four years in Dallas, has been there, been to the playoffs the last three years, has won twelve games, gone twelve and five each of the last three years. And, Rob, he's the first coach to do that since their heyday in the 90s when 30 years ago when they won their three Super Bowls. He has, this year, he helped Dak Prescott have the best season of his career. Uh, And then in the playoffs, in the first round, Rob, after going 16 straight games at home with a victory, they won 16 straight at home outscored opponents this year in their eight home games by 172 total points. They get slaughtered, not walloped, slaughtered (laughs) by a Green Bay Packers team that was 9-8, and that barely made the playoffs, that became the first seventh seed ever to win a playoff game, and that became the youngest team in nearly 50 years since 1974 to make the playoffs. And, Rob, it wasn't a game. You it wasn't even they close. They the first right. 27 points, and they have decided a team that the owner, Jerry Jones, says the most important thing to him is winning another Super Bowl. He decides to keep Mike McCarthy as head coach. Your thoughts? And, Chris, you just said it. Actually, the last three years of being 12-5 and five, that's the indictment, yep. is that the team has been good. Yep. That's, that's the indictment. Not that he's working hard a bit where they were 9-8, and eight, Chris, or they were 10-7 and seven or whatever, and they got in the playoffs and they lost. No, 
They were 12-5 and five the last three years and have nothing to show for it. Chris just talked about it. 16 in a row at home? What? What? If it wasn't for the NFL adding the, the uh, extra playoff team, the Packers would have been at home. They wouldn't even right. Good point. They would have been at home. Absolutely. That's the team that st- didn't just get a, a bounce their way, Chris, or a squeaker, or something went wrong, or, oh, my God, it was bad luck. They got steamrolled at home. If you can't get fired off of that game, you can't get fired. I'm sorry. And Rob, that, is, that is the game where you get fired because they weren't ready to play. They choked it down. All the stuff they did during the regular season went for naught. It was embarrassing, to say the least. And, Rob, he got, as a coach, undressed by Matt LaFleur. Right. I mean, how many wide-open Packers did we see? I mean, guys where there wasn't a Cowboy within 10, 15 yards of them. Throws guys so wide open, you or I could have made the throw to them. Right. It was no. I they mean, have to, they they weren't they, Jordan ready. Love didn't have to throw the, the thread the needle, Chris. It no. was wide open. And, Rob, again, you know I've been saying this for a few years now. The main problem with the Cowboys is that their owner, Jerry Jones, has set a culture that I don't believe in. Rob, the evidence is there, right? The proof is in the pudding. That is not conducive to winning a championship. Greg Jenny said it earlier, Rob. We didn't know at this point that Mike McCarthy, who actually coached Greg Jennings to a Super Bowl, was going to remain his coach. But Greg said he feels like those Cowboys players have too much pressure on them. Guess where the pressure's coming from? Jerry Jones. And it's not coming from him saying to them, hey, you better win this Super Bowl. You better go out there and get it done. It comes from the culture in Dallas where they, they all the talk is about Super Bowls. Rob, how much before they lost to the Packers? I heard more talk from the Cowboys players about the Super Bowl than I did about Green Bay. Right. What about Green Bay? Are are you forgetting the opponent that you have in front of you? It doesn't even make sense, Chris. I mean, what what has transpired there in Dallas? And, you know, they were my Super Bowl pick, Chris, 12-5, and uh, 16 in a row at home. And I get it. They only beat one good team, I think, all year. That was the bugaboo. But I didn't expect them to lose to Green Bay. I, I just didn't. Nah, man, I, 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 I don't really think didn't. anybody expected. I, I really, other than like the Green Bay players and Green Bay and Packers the fans, Green Bay you know fans, what I mean, right? Maybe, right. But well, you know, sometimes when you like, hey, I hope we can win, and you say you think, but you know what I mean, like you just know they're up against a better team. And Chris, but I think there's very few people that thought Dallas was going to lose that game. And don't forget that uh, survey by the Athletic. All the executives and front office people, remember, was unanimous Dallas winning that game. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, no, unanimous. Was, I mean, and Rob, look, Mike, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's a scrub coach. He's a good coach. But I don't think, like, he has some deficiencies where I think in terms of, like, clock management, which didn't come into a play in this game because it was so lopsided. And, and how can you not have your team ready? And Dan Quinn got undressed, too, as the defensive coordinator. 
Um, but, Rob, I, I think it comes down to this. We know the names that were out there, and, and really it's only one name, Bill Belichick. And I didn't think he could fit with Jerry, but nah, I said if I, I, I never was Jerry, saw, I never thought that I was a fit. No, nope, no. Nope. But, Rob, if, if we talked about it with Greg. If Jerry Jones really wanted, like, if his number one priority above everything else was to win the Super Bowl, don't you think the thing to do would be to say, look, I'm going to say call Bill Belichick. And you know, Rob, I've been vocal, one of the loudest guys out there about how Belichick hasn't done anything without Tom Brady. But Belichick is an incredible defensive coach, and you already have a, a good quarterback, not a great one in Dak, but a good one. And the offense is good. The offense led the league in scoring this year. And I think Belichick, if left alone from Jerry, would be able to create a culture that would make that team more serious and would make them mentally tougher and would have enabled them to maximize their potential, which I think could be maybe maybe winning the Super Bowl. They're not the most talented team, but they're one of the same probably top five talented teams and certainly get closer than they have been in 29 years. But, Rob, I think Jerry would not give it up. Like, to get Belichick, he'd have to be like, I don't even, I'm not even talking about giving up, like, personnel responsibilities. Stephen Jones has done a good job of drafting talent. They have talent. So the front office is fine in that regard. And if Belichick was willing to just coach, I don't think he'd want Jerry talking, Rob, every, every week on the radio. I don't think he want Jerry holding court with the reporters after, outside the locker room after every game. And I think, and not that they talked, but the bottom line to me, Rob, is Jerry Jones is not willing to give that stuff up. Right. And, and I think that holds him back because it sets a bad culture. It is amazing on how long and he still doesn't get it. And the culture there, Chris, they've won a lot of games. They've had teams that won games. Tony Romo, when he was there, they were winning yep. games, Chris. Yep. Like it ain't like they've been they had uh, six Tyler and Dan ten Bryant, or six T- and eleven. Yep. Right. They've had all these great players in there and they cannot get it th- done. And and to think that there are times, Chris, when you just have to make a move. And if you can't get fired off of what transpired in that postseason game in Dallas where you were literally embarrassed, a 12-win team, quarterback's best year, all these other weapons, Micah Parsons talking big smack on the podcast, all that stuff. Dak should be the MVP. We should do this. We're that. You don't give us enough credit. All that other stuff. And that's the performance you put out? Embarrassing. Rob, Jason Garrett was there nine and a half seasons, had four winning seasons. That's crazy. And, 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 was, and to my point, was there nine and a half years. Four winning seasons, the Dallas Cowboys, and you're there nine and a half years. And your quarterbacks are Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. And Chris, exactly 500 his first five years. That's the accepted mediocrity, right? Yeah. 500 yeah. for five years, but Jerry – could could control the strings on yep. Jason Garrett. We talked about it all the time. We just couldn't see the strings in his mouth moving, but but Jerry nah, was running right. that. And I think it's the same. Like McCarthy, it probably isn't quite to that extent, but I think it's 
in the ballpark. Don't you think, like, I think he, McCarthy's a coach that lets Jerry do his thing, doesn't say anything. Jerry makes his comments and talks to the media and gets all the publicity, and McCarthy's fine with that. Rob, let me ask you, you've been covering sports since Moby Dick was a guppy. I was. <laughs> I Have you, been. I mean, can you name me, other than Steinbrenner, and the difference between Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner, and Jerry is that Steinbrenner would fire you? He would have been. He would have been fired. There, oh, there's yeah. no doubt about no it. Doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, he would f- you if you weren't getting it done. But other than George Steinbrenner, Rob, can you name an owner who is out there running his mouth? Like I said, Kansas City. We never hear from Clark Hunt until they win the Super Bowl and he collects the trophy. Uh, Robert Kraft. You, you know, you, you, we really don't hear much. I mean, he's not a Hermit. We'll, we'll but, hear you know, more about who he's dating, Chris, or or he's hanging out with rappers. Like, right. that's the only thing that's, we hear about, him. hear about him. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the Steelers owner, the Roonies. Um, like, those are the, the best fran- – we're talking about the best franchises in the league. San Francisco's owner. Like, you, you don't hear in basketball, Spurs owner running his mouth all the time. The Laker, Jeannie G- G- Buss – a little, but she's not like Jerry at all. She's not like getting in the way and things like that. I mean, Rob, it just, I, I don't think it works. And Jerry Jones won't accept that because to all for all that talk about I want a Super Bowl more than anything else, no, you want the microphone in your face more than anything else. Now, I'll give him credit, Rob. And I, you, I, I, I really believe this now. And you, let me know if you disagree. We know when you and I grew up in the 70s, the Cowboys were America's team. No and no ifs, ands, or buts, right. Yes. And then, of course, they had the great run in the 90s with Deion Sanders and Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. That was a dynasty. All that. that was a great team, dynasty. And then they've been, they haven't done anything since then, but they still are the leading topic on talk shows. We talk about them all. Everybody talks about them all the time. And I will say this, right? This is where Jerry Jones, as a businessman, has been smart. I really believe, Rob, that if he, if, if they didn't have an owner like Jerry, who was all up in the news and everything, then I don't think they would be viewed, like, I don't think they would get this publicity. I think we'd, we wouldn't talk about them too much. Now, now they're a pretty good team, but you know what I'm saying, like, like, Rob, let the Patriots fall off the map even more. We're not going to be talking about them at all. In fact, next no. year, we're not going to no. be talking about them. No, the Steelers, right? right, with six Super we're not. We don't talk about them for the most part. Like, so I will give Jerry that, but that's not the goal. Is the goal just to make money and stay on the talk shows, or is the, jo- is the goal to win the Super Bowl? Right. The goal is to win the Super Bowl, not to be uh, uh, front and center and being talked about. I just all he had to do was win one, Chris. Just one more. It's been almost thirty years. Win one more, right? That's all he had to do. Yeah. And you put together these teams, these players. Uh, but I don't know. I would be dejected if I was a Cowboys fan. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. A podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday. Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We talked. The big news is that Mike McCarthy will be back after that 48-32 to 32 drubbing, and it wasn't that close. It wasn't even close to that close uh, at the hands of the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round of the playoffs last weekend. Uh, and the question now, and to me it's not much of a question. I think it's got to happen. But Dak Prescott. So Dak had a great season. His, I think clearly his best effort. And actually, I don't know. I always thought that uh, the uh, the year with Ezekiel Chris, where he wasn't uh, as a rookie. I don't know. Yeah, like I just thought the way that that team was. was I thought that team was better. Didn't they win a playoff game? I'm talking about individually. Okay, I'm just saying. I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was a better player during that stretch. No, I I mean he wasn't care. He was a he was a game manager, which I think is what he should be, but. I mean, individually, I, I thought he was clearly the he best. He was sixth now, in he's MVP better, that year. That that year. Well, he's gonna be saying. higher than that. He's gonna probably be second. He's gonna probably so? be second. Yeah, I think Brock so. Brock I think second? third at the lowest. Third, okay. I think third at the lowest. Um, look, he did throw thirty-seven touchdowns in sixteen games two years ago. This year, threw thirty-six, which led the league. Um, ten touch, ten interceptions that year. Nine this year. Threw for more yards, but again. Um, he played more games. He's All had, right, we're just you know, splitting hair. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm but, just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought this was the first year where he looked elite to me, and like he carried the team. He was their best offensive player, with all respect to Ceedee Lamb, and uh, and in the playoffs, all of that changed. So, Rob, um, the question is now he's got one more year left on his deal, but he's got a 59 million dollar cap hit. You heard Randy tell us. Um, that, you know, it's going to be tough to build around him with that type of cap hit. So usually a team will give a guy a contract extension 
and spread the money out so he won't count as much against the cap. But if you're Dallas, what do you feel like? I'll just say this. I would sign him. I don't want to make him the highest paid player in the league. I want to negotiate with him. We'll see what he wants. But um, I I just feel like, Rob, there's too many teams. We look at Pittsburgh. Um, We look now at Atlanta. When you don't have that quarterback, man, it is tough sledding. And now they've got one that's not great, but he's any given year he might be a top five guy. This year he was definitely a top five guy. Next year maybe he'll be a top ten guy. But I think he's good enough if you have a strong run game, which they really didn't have this year. Put the stronger run game. Get some. Get a meat eater in the backfield to balance out Tony Pollard. And Derrick Henry's available. I mean, get Derrick Henry if you can. And then I think you got a run game to bolster what Dak can do as a passer. And then, of course, the defense has to improve some. But that's what I would do, Rob. What, what would you do with that? I, I would move on from Dak Prescott. Whatever I need to do, trade, get him to agree with a uh, – because uh, I think he has a no-trade clause. We had Clarence Hill uh, yeah, Jr. To, on. You'd have to uh, – So I'd have to three. get him to agree with it that uh, we want to move on. I just think you know what he is, and and it's not good. And I would take a chance with trying something else. I, I get it, Chris. You know what he can do. You know he can win you 12 games. You know what kind of numbers he can put up. But for Dallas, I'd rather win nine games and get in the playoffs with somebody who I'm not convinced is going to wet the bed when the time comes. And maybe you, know, maybe you have a younger quarterback – I don't know. I didn't see enough for Trey Lance. He was drafted high. We, somebody we somebody thought he was, was good enough to do what they did to trade and trade picks and all that, that I just wouldn't be against it. I know what Dak is, and I would take the unknown over the known. And that's where I am, Chris. I can't give you that whoever you get is for sure going to do what Dak didn't do. But I'm, I'm pretty convinced that Dak is not going to, at year eight or nine, and whatever he is in the league, is going to be somebody different. Well, this remember, was the year to be different for me, and he, didn't, he wasn't different. Rob, you said it at the top of the show. Peyton Manning used to get criticized for not being able to get it done in the playoffs. And ultimately, he, he was able to get it done in the playoffs. You know, at least one. But there's only uh, one difference with Peyton Manning and and Dak Prescott. He's a better player, obviously. Peyton Manning had like five MVPs. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about. Right. I know. I'm just saying. Winning the Super Bowl. Right. He was better than Dak. There's no doubt about that. But um, I just think, Rob, like I said, I would not take the risk. Now, what you're advocating is what San Francisco's approach is, Rob. I mean, if you get rid of Dak, you're probably getting – a young quarterback who's not making a lot of money, maybe you draft a guy, or, you know, you go out there and get kind of a a Baker Mayfield type who's not making a lot of money, um, but is And look you know, where is, he is, is a game good. away from the NFC championship. So game. so so let me ask you that. So let me if you're if you're I'm sure Tampa would trade Baker Mayfield for Dak Prescott. And you would you do it because you know so let's say Dallas could get that get Baker for thirty million a year. I just don't see Tampa would Bay. You do if they, that? If, I don't think that they they would do it. They got a quarterback that's not making a lot of money, Chris. So you you don't. Oh, I, well, I'm they just don't saying have to pay him. Yeah, 
I'm just I don't saying. Know what, I think he's he ain't gonna get no DAC money. Yeah, no. but no DAC money is what I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. But let's say they would. Would you rather yes. have Baker Mayfield? I would than take Dak Baker Prescott? Mayfield. Yes, I would. I would. Period. Or you think he's better, or just because I just he's think that less you, money. I just think the the less money, and he won that. Cleveland hadn't won a playoff game in twenty some odd years, but he won that game. What he did this past week against Philadelphia was shocking and and how they dominated and what he did. There weren't a few drops. They would have scored 40-some-odd points easily. Um, And I'm not saying he's going to do that to the Lions or whatever, but if he beats the Lions uh, on the road in the Dome and and they go to the NFC Championship, even if they lose, it will be somewhat of a validation that this guy is a pretty darn good player. Not great, Chris, but he can play. And – and I want somebody who, if you're Dak, you, you've had chances. That, that terrible game against the 49ers, Chris, a couple years ago at home. Remember the offense was Well, last awful. year he had a bad game against two interceptions. Right. I'm just saying, like, this is a pattern. It's not like he just, oh, he had a bad day at the office and you just look at it that way and you say, oh, no, nah, you know, otherwise he's been great in the postseason or really good. No, he hasn't been. No, you're right. I mean, I can't defend that, um, but I just wouldn't. I, I, I would. It's the price of doing business in the NFL. No, I, I, mean, get, you, you I, I get it. I get it. You're you're stuck. Right. You're stuck, and I know that they're just going to uh, just give them the money because they have no choice. And we talked about it before. They set this whole bad thing up, Chris, because they didn't sign them when they were supposed to, and it cost them a lot more money. Right. Like so, they're. The Cowboys are at fault here. I'm not blaming Dak. Uh, if you're in line and they got to make you the highest-paid quarterback and you just had another stinker in the postseason, you're not going to turn the money down. And, Chris, what you're saying is logical about Dak negotiating with him. I doubt very seriously. I give it a 1% chance that he's going to take a lesser deal because he, he's going to own up to not playing well. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Um, but – I would just try to sell him on, look, I mean, you he going to get 50-plus million. God. But I would try to sell him on, you know, less so we can build around you. And, um, you know, you would think maybe, and, and I don't blame him if he doesn't, Rob. I'm not, gonna, I'm not judging him on that. But sometimes a guy might say, you know what, I mean, that's obviously a ton of money. It's not embarrassingly low where, you know what I mean, where it looks like, I really took a lot less than I should. I'm just not the highest paid guy. Um, and I haven't I haven't delivered what I want to deliver. So and I want to get better players around me. So maybe, you know, you would hope a guy might say that. If he doesn't, again, more power to him is his choice. But I would think that, you know, you might you might look at doing that because he's gotta be disappointed in himself too. Um, but yeah, I would definitely bring him back. Rob G, what would you do if you, if yeah, you where bring are you him back or let him go? It's a tough question again because I don't know who you would replace him with. No, I get so, that. But Trey Lance is sitting there. I'm just right, saying, Rob. Right. I mean, it uh, might be know. Cooper Rush. <laughs> they, he might be better than Knowing I mean, Jerry Jones, he's very, you know, loyal guy. He was guy. high on him. You remember that? They were going crazy over He could be starting for several teams, I think, in this league. And uh, we got him what, on. What, they go 4-1 with, with him last year? Yeah, I mean, look, Dak Prescott, you know, is a regular season quarterback. And, and there are several, quote-unquote, regular season quarterbacks in the NFL 
So even if you were to replace him, though, the, the chances that you would get an upgrade is slim to none. But to Rob's point, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over right. and over and expect different results. Do you and, guys and, think— And, and the I, clock is ticking on—if you're Jerry, Chris, aren't you like— Oh, well, that's dude, why I would have went Bill, Bill Belichick. But do you guys agree with me? I think you can win the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. If you have— like I'm not convinced. With him. I'm I'm not convinced. I know lesser quarterbacks have won Super Bowls, Chris. I'm not so I'm not saying he didn't have any talent. Right. I'm just not convinced because of the mistake factors that go with Dak. So I'm I'm not. And it's convinced. interesting, Rob. This year, nine interceptions, which was great. And then he throws two in the first half of a playoff game. And Rob, Green Bay was thirty first in the league in interceptions. So it's not like they picking teams off regularly. Right. And it was Chris. They only had seven in the whole season. What they they have? Was it was it punt, punt, interception, and pick six? Is that what the first four uh, drives were? Something like that, right, Rob G? Yeah, Yeah. something like that. And I know this is not like real analysis, but this is something I fundamentally believe to my core. Dak Prescott sweats entirely too much for me to trust him in a big spot. Like if you watch historically, a lot of people thought he looked. Nervous. Nervous. He looked nervous. Like, just I know. this is. I know this is not like real football. No, I know what you're saying. Right. But you right. look historically at the great quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady never looked like he was sweating. Peyton Manning never looked like he was sweating. Aaron Rodgers looks like he just stepped out of a cold shower and he's playing football. And Joe Montana. Joe what Montana. Was his nickname? Joe Cool. Joe, Joe cool. Burrow. And, and you know, even Brock Purdy has that where he always looks the same. Dak Prescott, every football game you watch him, especially against the good teams, he is dripping sweat like he's got out of the sauna. Like, he's so tight. He's so on edge every game in those big moments. And I don't think I could ever trust him in those situations. And then, and then I know he got up there. there I saw that, that cogent analysis from Ralph. Chris. You <laughs> think, think about it. I know you think going in the, in the commercial break, just think about all the quarterbacks that you like. And Rob G. Hey, Rob G. Expect to hear that on First Things First next week. <laughs> it's okay. You can, use it. you. you can use I'm it. I'm using yes. that tomorrow. Tomorrow. There no, you go. There no you go. no uh, sight, no credit. Nick and Wiles will have no idea what hit him when you drop that on him. <laughs> That's right. They'll be All looking right. around. They'll be looking hey. for Skip on the set. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 